episode number 212 of the Emotionally Equipped podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're listening to, I am the author of the books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. These books are based on two self-help tools I created that support you in getting unstuck and getting clear so you can live deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So this month, as a community, whether you are working with me directly or you're simply a listener to this podcast, we are focusing on the word appreciation. We're looking to see where we can be appreciative of the people and things outside of us, appreciative of ourselves, and appreciative of opportunities that exist for us in our lives. In last week's episode, I mentioned I had a story to share with you regarding an opportunity to be appreciative, and it had to do with the family laundry. And because I always do my best to keep my word, I will share that story with you now. But I am going to try to keep the story as short as possible and really to the point because I have a few other things that I want to bring to you today that I had no idea last week was going to be in my life and therefore I didn't know I was going to want to share it with you. So, okay, laundry. So in case those of you listening aren't aware, my country is now at war So focusing on laundry seems so ridiculously out of place, but that was my reality last week, and that's where my focus was, so here we go. Last week, I went live on Facebook, wanting to share with my family and my friends a solution that I came up with to fix the laundry situation in our home. So what was the problem? The problem was we have an incessant pile of laundry on the family room couch. Why? You may be wondering. Well, it's because my husband usually puts the family laundry into the machine. I usually hang it outside when the run finishes because we don't have a dryer. And I also usually take the laundry down. This has been our family routine for years. After I take the laundry down, I dump the clean laundry onto the couch and I wait for my kids to come and retrieve their laundry. The problem is, for years, my kids haven't been retrieving their laundry, at least on a regular basis, which makes no sense because I know they want and need clean clothes every single week. And anyway, so when they wouldn't take their clothes, the laundry would just pile up on the couch and then Friday would come along and I would be screaming to the top of my lungs, like, take your laundry or else. And the truth is that system, I guess, kind of worked. The problem is I hated that laundry would be sitting on the couch all week. My kids are old enough to be taking their laundry, right? My youngest is 10. It's not like I have little babies in the house anymore. And honestly, I was done with it. So I had to come up with a solution to this problem. And this is what I came up with. I thought to myself, what if... Instead of putting the laundry on the couch, because no one claims it anyway, what if I put all the clean laundry, as soon as I take it down, I put it in a plastic bag, and then I hide the bag. 
And then once a week on Saturday night, I create this family laundry party where I bring all the clean clothes out of the bags and onto the rug in the family room. And all of us at once, we come together and we claim our clothes. Well, it's not really mine and my husband's, it's the kids. And anything that's not claimed would go to the, what I call the Goodwill store in our community. Now, I thought this was a genius idea. So I did a Facebook Live minutes before the laundry party was going to begin. And I thought people were going to laugh with me, you know, and really think this is like such a great idea, which they did. But what I didn't expect was that people were going to offer me considerations, which I'm always open to, by the way, but considerations of having my kids do their own laundry. Because if they would do their own laundry and hang their own laundry and take their own laundry down, I wouldn't be dealing with any of this. Which made me think, why aren't my kids doing their own laundry? Ever since my daughter was born, a very big and important value that I wanted to instill in her, and then of course the rest of my kids, was a sense of independence. Really, I remember parenting her when she was barely speaking and never giving in to speaking for her. Like if she wanted to ask an adult something, let's say we're at the supermarket or we were at the library or any other place that I would take her, I would never give in and speak for her. I really wanted her to learn how to use her own voice, how to speak independently. And I feel like I and my husband have done a pretty good job raising our kids who can stand on their own two feet and really feel quite confident with themselves in this world. And yet, they're not doing their own laundry. Even my daughter, who is going off to the army in a couple of months, which you may have heard my interview with her two episodes ago, no joke, she doesn't do her laundry. So what is going on here? Well, when I stop to think about it, the problem really made complete sense. So here's the problem in a nutshell. I believe my husband has some obsessive compulsive tendencies. It's not a bad thing and I'm not judging him. I just think that's what reality is. He may or may not agree with that and that's okay, but this is my experience of reality. That he has a tendency to want to do things a certain way. And that includes how the dishes are done, how money is spent, and yes, how the laundry is done. This is why he does the first step of the laundry cycle, which is putting their dirty clothes into the machine. He does this for one reason only. It's economical. He stuffs as much clothing as possible into the machine so that we're not wasting water. Okay, and he will be the first to admit it. Water is an expensive commodity here in Israel, and it's also something that we don't have endless amounts of. And so when you live here, you learn how to conserve water. You learn how to conserve it when you shower. You learn how to conserve it when you're doing the dishes, and you learn how to conserve it when you are doing the laundry. So long story short, you don't waste water here because it's precious and it's very expensive. And so that's why my husband does the first step of this laundry process, because he doesn't trust anyone else to do it the way that he does it. But of course, his problem of needing to do everyone's laundry has created a bigger problem in the family, which is to say that no one has become independent in doing their own laundry. 
I don't have one kid that even knows how to use the stupid machine. And I am honestly grateful that I did this live thing on Facebook because that is what helped me wake up to this realization that I had a problem that I wasn't even aware of. And so I spoke with my husband that I would like to make a change, that my plan was to go out and buy four laundry baskets for each of my kids because up until now they would just bring their dirty clothes directly to the laundry room, throw it on the floor until my husband would do the next round, or they would just leave their laundry on the floor of their bedrooms and my husband would go room to room and pick up the clothes. And so with a laundry basket in each of their rooms, they would now collect their dirty laundry and when the basket gets full, they would do their own load and then hang it and take it down and put it away. Now, my husband didn't like the idea. He's like, this is a problem, he said. I said, what's the problem? He said, well, the machine is not going to be full, right? Because they're not going to have enough like to fill the machine. That's what he meant. And he said, that's going to be a waste of water, right? Like, I knew what he was going to say. And so my response back to him was, actually, I don't think there's a problem. I think the problem is only in your head. And I said it as nicely as possible, of course. I went on to say that the problem is, is that our kids are not doing their own laundry. That's the problem, at least in my mind. And if they don't stuff the machine to its maximum capacity, like you do, this is what I said to him, that's not really a problem. Plus, you know, they could always add a towel or their sheets or something. And it really probably can fill a complete load. Anyway, my husband looked at me quizzically, but he acquiesced. Now, here's where the appreciation comes in. This is not easy for my husband, right? He's been doing the laundry for years. And I've been enabling his OCD tendencies with lots of different things in the house for a long time. And now all of a sudden, I'm like putting a stop to things, right? This is not easy for him. I'm sure it's not easy. But he's going along with it, and I specifically told him, I really appreciate your efforts. And in fact, I told him that I've been appreciating that he's been doing the laundry all these years, of course. I have been using this phrase with him all month, in fact, in different aspects of life, right? And let me tell you, those words do wonders. I don't know if you've been using those words in your life this month or not, but at least for me, They're like magic pills. Those words, I appreciate you, have so much power. They really truly elevate the other person in a way that not many words do. Anyway, it's been a week or so and all is going as planned so far. My husband is amazing. He's going against his tendency of walking around room to room and and picking up dirty laundry on the floor. He's only doing our laundry mine and his from our laundry basket, which doesn't get filled up, you know, like a full load every single day, which he also says is a problem, but he's coping well with it. And I taught the kids how to use the machine, right? How to add the detergent and everything else they need to learn. Because to be fair, the machine is from France. And so the words on the machine are in French. And so using the machine isn't as intuitive as it may seem which is why my kids didn't have a clue as to how to use the machine in the first place. And that's it. I'm truly appreciative of making another small but meaningful shift in my life towards living a better life. 
and I'm really appreciative of my husband for going along this ride with me. Okay, so that was the story I told you from last week that I was going to share with you. What I didn't realize last week is that this week my country would be at war. And so I had no plans to share anything about that with you because none of that existed a week ago. It's so funny how life works like that, right? Like one week you're upset about the laundry and the next week you are fearful for the life of your country. Anyway, I have two more stories with you, both of which have to do with offering you examples of how we can be appreciative of opportunities. So there's a nasty war going on right now in Israel. Hundreds upon hundreds of rockets are being poured down on Israel by the terrorist organization Hamas. I do not want to get into the history and the politics of the current situation here on my podcast, but I do want to say the blatant lies, the misinformation, and the hateful propaganda being spewed around the world is... I don't know. I mean, what words can I use? It's annoying. It's frustrating. It's hateful. It's pathetic. It's misinformed. It's, it comes from a place of ignorance and it's everywhere. And it's being spread like wildfire. Anyway, like I said, I don't want to focus on the politics and I don't want to use my platform to defend Israel. But what I do want to share with you is the feeling of like you're losing the social media war, which I do feel like is happening to Israel. Because on social media, you don't see the ethics that Israel takes in times of war and always, because ethics doesn't make the news. Ethics is not interesting. Anyway, again, I don't want to get into this, but what I do want to briefly mention is that if you are like me, feeling super frustrated that with every turn on social media, you feel like people are making evil or misinformed claims about what's happening, you have a choice that you can appreciate. Let me explain. The other day, a high school friend of mine who I haven't been in touch with for nearly 20 years, posted something about the quote unquote, horrible, horrible things Israel is doing during this current war. And his post really irked me. It irked me because he didn't know the full story. He took something out of context, like most people are doing, and was using it against Israel, which is not fair. He was, by the way, talking about an Israeli Supreme Court decision, but he wasn't referencing the decision that was made prior to the one that he was talking about, And the one that he was talking about happened because one of the parties involved didn't accept the decision that was made prior. Anyway, I don't know if you followed me. The point is, he didn't share the whole story. I don't even think he knew the whole Supreme Court case, to be honest. And I wanted him to know the facts. And so I immediately reacted. I think I was respectful in my words, but I did act quickly, asking him if he read the entire case. And of course, he did not. I posted my comment at night and then I went to sleep and I learned the next morning that he deleted and blocked me from his Facebook account. (laughs) And that's okay. Like I said, I haven't been in touch with this person in years and I'm not hurt by his actions. But what I want to share with you is that I had an opportunity to appreciate, which I didn't. In other words, I had an opportunity to appreciate getting unstuck before responding to his post, and I didn't do that. 
I reacted automatically from a place of anger, which is something I aim to never do. And from this experience, I learned that even those annoying situations that come into my life are actually always opportunities to appreciate that they came into my life because they are opportunities for learning and growth. A similar thing happened the following day, this time on Instagram. I was browsing through my feed and noticed another pretty disgusting post. They're everywhere, by the way. I'm sure you're seeing them also all the time. Anyway, this one had to do with the claim that Israel was doing ethnic cleansing, and that seethed me like nothing else. My blood was boiling at that point because this was not from a high school friend, but someone I would say is more of a thought leader in the world and that I was recently introduced to and I was suggested to follow. I went on to read the comments under her post. The first one I read came from someone who tried to enlighten her with another perspective, but her response was, nope, just like that, one word, nope. Like she wasn't even willing to listen. So then I tried and her response to me was like, it wasn't exactly these words, but it was basically like, bye-bye, because I told her I was going to stop following her. But what bothered me more than anything, or maybe I shouldn't say what bothered me, but what made me stop to wonder or be concerned about was that the friend who told me to follow this person, I got stuck on wondering what she was going to do about this because I took a screenshot of my comment and of the original post and I shared it with my friend in hopes that she would respond or she would say something to share the truth about the situation. And I didn't hear my friend reacting to it. And my friend didn't tell me that she was going to do anything about it. She didn't say anything to me that she was going to talk to this person or write to her or anything. And of course, that bothered me because in my mind, if she doesn't say anything, this is just my opinion, but if she doesn't say anything, it's like she's turning a blind eye. And therefore, she's appeasing the person who is spewing lies. And here again is an opportunity to appreciate It's like I was given this opportunity so that I can practice letting go, for example, to practice staying out of other people's stories and to stay in my own life, to practice getting unstuck over and over and over again. And that is something to appreciate. In other words, on the one hand, I can look at the situation as frustrating and annoying, And I can have all sorts of judgments about my friend and her lack of sticking up for herself and her people and the country that she's living in. Or I can practice getting unstuck and getting out of her story. It's an opportunity to appreciate if you choose to see it as that. Here's one more quick story for you. Just about an hour ago, I was looking at the back end of my website. If you're not familiar with websites, basically there's two ways you can look at a website. The front end, which is how most people look at websites, and then the back end, which is for the person who runs the website. Anyway, I was looking at the dashboard on the back end of my website, and on the left-hand side, under the words that I always see, right, like I see the word pages, which means the pages of my website, and I see the words 
um, posts, which means my blogs and my podcast episodes. And I see the words podcast reviews, which means the iTunes reviews that my listeners leave me. So under all of that, I noticed the word forms, which I have never seen before in my life. I've never seen this form. I've never seen this word on my website. And so I was curious and I clicked it. And then it said contact form, which I have one on my website. So I clicked on that. And do you know what happened? You ready for this? There were 65 messages waiting for me that people left on that contact page of my website. 65 people who reached out to want to work with me or join the journey or they wanted to interview me on their podcast and so many other reasons, 65 freaking messages. I was in shock. I was so upset about this. But I quickly got myself unstuck and I considered appreciating the moment because you know what? It could have been that I never clicked on that ever in my life and I never would have seen these messages in the first place, but I did. And I'm appreciating myself that I acted from a place of curiosity and I thought to click on that button. So if you were one of those 65 people who reached out to me, please accept my deepest apologies. I will be responding to each and every one of those messages over the next few days. So please watch for an email from me. Okay, my dear friends, I hope that you are practicing to focus on appreciation in your life this month like I am. There are abundant opportunities to practice being appreciative. I am confident of that. The question is, are you taking full advantage of them? And if you're not, why aren't you? This is a big part of the work that we do in my six-week course, The Journey, where we look at where you are living your best life and where you may not be living your best life and what's blocking you and what's keeping you stuck and where can you get unstuck so that you can start living your best life. The next journey begins this coming Sunday and I'm super excited to get it going. If you are interested in joining the next journey, definitely be in touch with me so I can give you the details and hold your spot. Okay, my dear friends, I have a special interview to share with you next week. This is an interview I did with Beatty Deutsch, who is an Olympic hopeful marathon runner. I can't wait to share that with you. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting emotionally equipped with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Emotionally Equipped Podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to start applying this work to your own life, you have to check out the Emotionally Equipped Journey. This is my six-week group course where you study my tools in depth with me so that you can become emotionally empowered in your life and in your relationships. Head over to my website, shiragora.com for more details and to sign up for the waiting list for the next journey. I look forward to starting this journey with you.